welcome back. I'm really excited about today. Um, I've talked about our guest today uh, on the pad- podcast before as, as he's been a favorite of our guy, Four Color Zach, who's in the chat right now. And when I found out about him and I found out he lived in the same cities as me, I was really super stoked to learn more about like what he's up to and this cool music that he's making. So I'm hoping to either introduce you to him if you're not familiar or help you find out more about how he got here and what he's, where he's going, musically speaking, um, which is super dope because, uh, you know, who doesn't like new music? Um, so won't you please do me a favor and welcome Kamo to the show. What up, Kamo? Yo! What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for being our guest today, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's really great to have you on the show, dude. And um, I've been, yeah, like I said, I've been checking out your music for like quite a few years now. Um, again, shout out to Four Color Zach, because Zach was really the first person that I knew that was playing your music. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's one of, he's a pretty big, he's a, he's a pretty big deal, right? Zach? Yeah, he's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> and then he was yeah. on the he was on the show, and we actually talked about you, um, and uh, yeah, and I was like, just you know, kind of keeping an eye on what you're up to, and you've been like doing a, a bunch of cool shit, uh, and I saw you recently did like a bunch of shows in the states. Is is that right? Yeah, I just did um, a show in San Francisco with my friend uh, Juno Tropes and Saturn. That was a super sick show. That was like my first kind of live show which is really cool um i did a show back home here in vancouver at this festival called fade in the park that was super dope and that was kind of more of a dj set live mixture and that was really fun yeah yo fade in the park's a trip dude that's a big that's a big show yeah it was dope um and then what was it like cool. this going on the road from music was that the first time you'd been on the road or had you done that before that was the first time i'd ever like kind of left my home to do music stuff that was really cool like a week trip to sf just hanging out with my friend and then did like the show super cool i just got back from la i was there for a month just doing uh studio sessions with a bunch of people that was oh, really shit. sick yeah oh, wow. like writing that was really sessions? fun i was doing produ- like production sessions oh fire uh, yeah with, with... tell us more <laughs> um yeah it was really dope um i've done i got in the room with a lot of cool people i met so many new people like it's crazy being in a studio and working on music with people is so much different than what I was used to, like just making music on discord with my friends. Like it's a crazy, it's a different vibe when you're in a studio with a bunch of people. Um, I, I'm doing a bunch with uh, Jaleel. We did a couple of sessions with each other. I was super sick. He's like the nicest guy ever. Is and, that, uh, is he a beat, the beat maker Jaleel or how, how would I know of Jaleel? Just um, he's like a, he's an artist. He, uh, he's like kind of a rapper singer um he's like up and coming he's pretty dope he's dropped some cool songs but yeah i'm just i'm working on lots of music with him like producing for him and stuff that's awesome man yeah that that was super dope yeah had you have you ever been to la before and been in any studio sessions like that no that was really my first thing yeah my first time kind of being in the studio was was out there which is crazy it's great the studios in la are crazy right like yeah they're pretty crazy i was like (laughs) Dude, this beats home, man. I got like one monitor and like these shitty headphones, but you guys got all these like $30,000 microphone sound isolation, like crazy. And I'm just like on my laptop. It's so funny. Yo, the synth game of those big studios is, is next level oh, too, right? Crazy. Yeah. I've, I've never like messed with any modular stuff before. And they just got like all the old synths. They got the Junos. They got the, they got the Korg. They got all, they got everything. It's amazing. It's just like, 
It's like a sandbox. <laughs> hey, without getting too into the you know nitty gritty details about you yeah, know, yeah 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 two stuff, but I am curious to know like do you use a lot of outboard stuff or are you primarily in the box? I'm basically all in the box. I have like MIDI controllers and stuff that I I use sometimes like Akai stuff and some arterial like keyboards, but no like actual um, synths or anything. Fair enough. But yeah. that's is that mm -hmm. something you want to get into at all? Or would you would you I I'm definitely really like interested in getting into that, but I feel like if I start, then I'm just going to like get addicted to it and just end <laughs> up spending all my money on synths, which is basically like all my friends who buy synths. So um it's going to happen eventually, but cuz I'm I'm kind of like wanting to experiment more with stuff that's not just a VST, but yeah. It's really cool, actually. Just um, if we can just kind of dwell on this for a moment, it's like cool. Um, like a, a, like a lot of people play in bands, and then they get into like guitar pedals and stuff, and then like they get into production, and they start putting like synths through like analog guitar pedals and like making like really fucked up sounds. And it's like yeah, you realize like the the possibilities are really endless. Hey, like with sound design. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. It's super crazy. Um, we also speaking of gear though, um, we got a few people commenting on the classic Camo yellow headphones. Is this um, <laughs> is this a, like a a thing like? Oh wow, yeah, trademark? my yellow headphones. Um, these are I've had these probably since I started making music like ten years ago. Wow. Uh, I I don't think these are the exact ones. I've had like a pair before that broke, and they sent me new ones, which is dope. But these are my tried and true Soul Republic headphones that i've had forever and just never upgraded from them i'm just so used to the sound profile of these headphones that making music on anything else is like a trip but that's they're dead mouse yeah they're dead mouse limited edition <laughs> headphones from like back in the day they're so hard that's amazing yeah. that's a huge uh, endorsement right there for um for soul republic and is that a yerba mate we're well, speaking of uh, product yes this is a yerba mate right here yo you guys should sponsor me send me some free beverages that'd be lit that's how we that's how we do it um yep <laughs> but um yeah so one of the things i obviously wanted to talk about was your music and um like mm -hmm. just if you will indulge me i hear lots of like really cool elements and different genres in your music you got like bits of dnb hyper pop bedroom pop dubstep trap emo i don't want to like mm -hmm. say all these words i would love to hear how you describe your music mm. it's kind of tough it depends on what I'm making, but I, I like to describe my music as kind of experimental pop because, um, yeah, I'd say experimental pop, experimental rock, indie tronica. I don't know. People got crazy names on radio music for these, for my songs, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't bound myself into one genre, but I'd say like my biggest, uh, my biggest genre would be experimental pop music. That's what I'd say. Electronic music even. Yeah, I'm with yeah. that, man. I love that because, mm. yeah, like it's, I was thinking like, how how would I describe? I can't describe it because it is, it embodies a lot of different things. But they're mm. also, it's so interesting. Do you think that at, you know, um, this might just be a bit of a washed question, but do you think that is like a sum of the fact that we have access to a lot of music now, you know, versus like when I was an old young man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like spotify and like digital like the invention of the internet like has made finding new music so much easier than it has in the past like going on spotify and just like 
getting recommended random stuff through the algorithm or friends sending you links to songs like you can listen to any song like instantly just trying to find it there's so many playlists too like lots of editors at spotify curating dope shit like if you go on soundcloud there's like hella people dropping new music and like random remixes every day it's like so easy to get your music out there and so easy to get your music like heard by a lot of people so i've definitely like i listened to i mean probably it, i wasn't really alive that much when the internet like wasn't existing which is crazy but um i've like if i was older and i like had to find all my music through like cds or vinyl it'd be like crazy because you have to like if you only like one song it's like you gotta listen you got the whole album on a cd you gotta buy a single it's like people only you just gotta buy albums and albums and albums but on spotify it's like you only like one song from this album one song from this album find new people like dropping singles it's like you can listen to so much more music now <laughs> definitely different Absolutely. kinds of music yeah I was thinking though specifically about SoundCloud. Like that's how I found about found out, found your music, and I still actually find your music on there and um, and YouTube too. Um, and mm. I actually, if you if you type in follow in the chat, if anyone who's watching wants to follow and isn't following Camo already, if you type an exclamation point follow, it'll pull up his SoundCloud and his IG. Um, highly recommend that. No brainer. Thank you. But <laughs> but you know, like, is there a difference? Like, do you find there's like a real difference between those platforms? For example, like YouTube. Personally, like it's such a visual thing, and it, it kind of is a harder thing to find. Um, I don't know, discover. Well, that's not true. Discover music in a way, unless of course you get like down a city pop rabbit hole or something. But SoundCloud just yeah. giving you like shit like every day. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. do you feel that those platforms will kind of inform the music you make for them? Um, I think, like. The music I make is dictated basically, yeah, like all the inspirations I'm listening to, like currently in the moment. I'm, I, I listen to a lot of different kinds of music, so that's kind of why my music is like all over the place because I've just I get inspired by lots of different kinds of music. So I kind of just take inspiration bits and pieces from different genres and different artists, and that kind of yeah does dictate what I what I end up making, like, like whatever I'm listening to. But you're not like trying to make a song for like the Spotify algorithm, or are you? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to make music just to <laughs> just to feed the algorithm. Some people do that, and that's smart because it probably, especially with TikTok, it's like you're making a song to feed into the TikTok algorithm. Go for it, man! Like <laughs> that's dope. Sure. But, but primarily, your motivations are just to make music that you love and care about. Yeah, my my main motivation is like make music that I'm super stoked about. And like, if I really like the song and I'm like, chances are other people are really going to like the song too. Yeah. So the, that's, that kind of leads me into this question though. Like, I feel like you have a very distinct style. I can't really put my finger on it. It's great that you, you've helped define it, but um, how did you kind of like stumble across finding that style or that voice, you know, because you do, obviously your voice is, is one of the big characteristics about your music and, and you use it so well. You know, how did you kind of, get comfortable with that um i kind of like for the first couple of years i was making music i wasn't singing at all i was just doing production uh primarily i was like making shitty edm music and i i don't know it was kind of the music i was listening to was not very heavy on vocals so i wasn't really um thinking about like incorporating my voice in my own music besides like samples here and there like shouts or whatever but 
then I, then my, I met friends online through Minecraft, funnily enough. And that's like, I used to play Minecraft online a lot and they kind of introduced me to like an underground scene on SoundCloud where people were making dope, like underground hip hop music. And they had, they were all using like crazy auto-tune vocals, like stuff I've never heard before. So I was, it kind of gave me like this new passion, this new idea to like try and incorporate my vocals into my music because like pop songs, they got a lot of vocals. It's like, if you want to do a pop song, you got to have vocals in it. And I was just making music by myself. So I was like, I'm just going to try doing vocals. And I just kept working at it for like years. And I kind of discovered like the sound, which is like kind of my pitched up, like warped vocal um, style that I like doing. It's yeah. super dope, dude. It's it's crazy dope. And, um, you know, like I, I produce music a little bit myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that's the hardest thing for me to ever commit to is like putting my my own voice on a track. Like it's just like, nah. I, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's 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 you. It's really like vulnerable, like having your vocals be on a track like they're like, uh, what's the guy's Sam Gelatry or whatever his how do you pronounce his last name? Yeah, I've been listening to his music for a while. He was like total SoundCloud legend, but his new stuff that he's been doing super vocal heavy. I like had no idea he had this sick like voice and he's doing his new album's crazy like it's so cool these people like hide their voice because they're too afraid to put it onto a track because it's really like you're being vulnerable putting your voice onto a track because it's one thing just to like hide behind your your daw and make songs like that but putting your voice onto a track it's like you can do a lot more with that and with your like emotion and delivery that's super dope you brought that up actually because i i just listened to that album um when it dropped the other day sam i think it, i call it i say sam galiatry i don't know if that's right either but, that might that might be right yeah <laughs> but yeah like i knew him from like doing crazy remixes like soul action and and stuff like that and then um uh, then yeah he this album he put out is fantastic you're right and it's still kind of interesting his progression as an artist because he does kind of like it's it's definitely a departure from some of that stuff but mm-hmm. it's like this it still works like and I, I imagine that must have been a really i mean i have to ask him i guess but imagine that was probably quite a challenge for him to kind of make that shift right yeah i think definitely making the shift from just filling up the entire sound spectrum with all your production and putting all the emotion of that and like learning to leave room for your vocals and have your vocals do a lot of the talking in the track is something that like there's a learning curve to it for sure and that's another thing that you do quite well, actually, because you, you make, like, I find that some of your tracks are very maximalist. There's a lot going on. And then other mm-hmm. tracks you make, there's a lot less going on. And, you know, maybe you're you're giving more space for your vocal. Do you strike mm-hmm. that balance or, or is it just how, however it feels for you? Um, I think there's, like, whatever the emotion or the sound I want to um, deliver on the song, it's, like, my vocals are main and, like, in the in the front of the mix in songs where i think the vocals can like speak for itself but then the songs where my vocals are super kind of warped it's because i'm like letting the the production do the sound and kind of the vocals is like this added texture almost just using vocals as an instrument mm. uh, I'm, I'm experimenting with like different ways of using my vocals instead of just like having my vocal be the front in all my vocal songs but using kind of my voice in a different way than just regular pop music just kind of using it like incorporating it basically into like the production as much as possible yeah yeah who who would you say uh, is an artist that kind of like helps does that that you think does does that really well um 
I think like Blade is a really big inspiration. He his production does a lot of the talking and his vocals are like sometimes you can't even make out what he's saying, but it's like you don't even need to because it's just a part of the the melodies and everything kind of just kind of works together with the beat. Same with like this is kind of a weird example, but Yeet, I think he has like he, you can't even understand what he's saying half the time <laughs> in his songs, but it's like still goes hard because it's just an instrument really um i think sophie and arca too are are two great examples of like people who were experimenting with using vocals in like a creative way as well it's like those are some big inspirations to me vocally yeah that's really that's really awesome man i mean i I do feel like sometimes producers approach vocals completely different to like traditional singers and Mm -hmm. that is for me, I guess, as a, similarly as a producer, that's really exciting to me because it's, yeah, it's really warping the sound. And, and you do that in a really lovely way with, like, I think you talked about it in your Lyrical Lemonade interview uh, where you kind of, like, do a lot of panning and, and warping of the vocals mm-hmm. with autotune. It was super dope. And, I, and that, that Lyrical uh, Lemonade interview is super dope, by the way. Um, if you haven't read it, I actually put it in, the, in our Discord, the Serato Discord, uh, if you wanted to check it out. Um, I mean, we're going to probably touch on some of the subjects that you talked about in mm-hmm. that. But um, that's pretty. That's a pretty good look. Hey, getting featured with Lyrical Lemonade. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, Billy. Billy is the goat. Um, yeah, they did a really good interview with me. That was super dope. That's awesome. And in that interview, you talked a little bit about um, uh, the No Heart Collective. And uh, forgive mm-hmm. me, I, I'm not super up to speed on it. I don't know if people in the chat are. Forgive me if I am. But I'd love to hear about like what that collective is and and kind of how you linked up with them. Yeah, those are my friends. Um, I've known them. Those are like the first people I kind of met through Minecraft and like my homies that put me onto the whole scene. We kind of started a collective a couple years ago. Um, I'm not super like in that collective anymore. I, um, I'm i still friends with a lot of people. That collective kind of went away after a while because we kind of all grew into our own separate sounds and the music we were making kind of just wasn't fitting together anymore, which is totally dope. And we all like kind of grew as artists and yeah, funnily, I'm actually wearing my old No Heart shirt, which is oh, crazy today that you're talking about it, because the merch is sick, man. Like our our designer showed it, he did an amazing job on the the pieces we dropped. But yeah, that was like a really good time. It was like that's kind of where I found my my voice was through that collective. So I definitely um, I definitely owe a lot to to my friends and my my fellow collective members from that. Yeah. Now, now, a little earlier, you t- you touched on this, but you guys, uh, I think you had a, a Discord you talked about, and you did a lot of collaboration in that space. And mm-hmm. now that now you're going to LA and doing these in studio, like these big, bigger, bigger projects. But mm-hmm. uh, how important was that early on, like that Discord, that sharing of of production knowledge and sharing of ideas? How was how was that for you? Um, that was everything to me, honestly. Like I, since I was so young, and like I still am young, and like it's. I was just like confined in my room and I was like not able to break into whatever Vancouver scene there was because I didn't know anyone and my only like friends musically were on Discord and that's where I learned everything and I found new music and we would collaborate with each other and share samples and share lots of stuff like that was really important. Um, I feel like everyone that was in that Discord, we just like, we all found our sounds together and we all like just had such great times just like collaborating with each other it's 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 really dope that you can just like meet people from around the world that have like common interests just like work on music with them yeah it's super sick that's that's really important to me that's awesome man yeah we we um 
this isn't well. This is a plug. I'll be honest with you, but we uh, we have a similar thing we do every week called um, Serato's Kitchen, and it's really like a actually burnt CDs just entered the chat, and and yeah, it's basically a very similar thing, a bit more public, and obviously a Serato thing. So we we broadcast it on Twitch, but we work with Tracklib. You know, people take a sample, and everyone flips that same sample, and it's really oh, cool. just incredible the different beats you get, and even as somebody who sometimes participates in it, like how you evolve through that process. And I heard you guys mm -hmm. did a lot of like sample flip challenges in, in your Discord. Is that is that right? Yeah, we did in the uh, in the Balls Discord. It's called Balls. <laughs> it's 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 a stupid name. We just had it as a temporary thing, and no one ever changed it. So it's kind of just became iconic. But we've we've done lots of the what we call them beat battles, and we would basically we had different ones we would do, but we would do like usually once a week or maybe multiple times a week, like in the heat of it. We would. We had a lot of people and it kind of grew and grew and we would do some of them we would do like okay here's a sample we'd all like throw out ideas for samples and whatever one we liked the best we'll be like okay you have an hour make a make a beat with the sample do whatever with the sample and then come back and then we'll all listen to it and just kind of go from there there wasn't usually like a winner or anything we just kind of just a challenge and then okay. we also did one which was really cool um where we would do kind of a wheel of everyone who is in the chat with their names and then you would get split off into pairs of two and you would like collaborate with this person for an hour and then just like post whatever you share whatever you made in that hour kind of like a studio session almost um and we also did one where it was two people and then also a random wheel of genres and then you would get assigned a random genre and you got to make a random genre with this random person all in an hour and then you share what you make and sometimes you had some crazy like we put stupid genres on the wheel sometimes we had like <laughs> podcast is one of the genres one hey. time and we had <laughs> just like make a whole podcast uh we, we had some crazy uh crazy stuff yeah but I, I met a lot of people like i worked with a lot of people i never thought i would have worked with through that as well which is dope damn dude an hour though like that's got it that's cutting it tight dude like yeah sometimes we'll do like we used to do you have an hour and then if everyone's like really likes what they're working on and they think they need a couple more minutes we'll do like okay vote if you guys want a 10 minute extension <laughs> to finish this up and then we can do it yeah some people would cheat and they'd keep working on their shit while we were sharing it because i know there's some cheaters out there like i knew you guys were cheating hey man sometimes it's like hands off you have an hour it's like hands off no mixing just like yeah. that's it man export whatever you got so but that's super dope. Like, I feel like that that kind of thing really helps you excel and develop, like, mm -hmm. kind of techniques to, like, become a better producer. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think I learned, like, especially one where you're making a different genre. It's like, I, I was making music that was, like, completely far from, I made, like, a country song once. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, like, we would do, like, genre mashups, too, where you have, like, two genres to work together. We did, like, country spoken word, like, some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, with, I was with... just, like... Sorry, what'd you say? I was gonna say, when's the Camo Country album dropping? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be kind of dope. I'll do it with Taylor Swift. If she wants to do an album with Country album, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. My friend, oh, my friend Blixty in the chat just yeah reminded me of that one. We did a music video one once where you have to make a song and a music video to the song and edit it and everything. And I think we gave like six hours to do that one. You had like a whole day almost to make a song and a music video, and then we played them for each other. That was dope. Well, shoot that that ties in well. Um, I was gonna ask you about your music videos because yo, 
Yo, oh, the yeah. music videos are crazy, dude. I gotta be honest with you. Like, I really love your music videos. Like, I don't know how you do them. I, I, I want to know. I want to know like all about it. Um, because it's cra- It's mm-hmm. like super well done, dude. Like, it's. I, I feel like Thank sometimes you. video is like music is cool, right? <laughs> but doing mm-hmm. the extra vi- the video part is like really hard. Would you? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the visual is like a really important piece to the music. It's like having a visual, whether it just be like the cover art or like a Spotify canvas or anything, is important to like kind of understand the full depth of the song. And music videos for me, like I kind of had a little bit of editing knowledge before I was really doing music videos because I would make kind of like gaming videos or whatever. So I knew to use editing and I I use Final Cut Pro to edit all my stuff. And um, yeah, my music videos, it was just like, I still to this day, it's like bare bones. I literally have my little brothers record the music videos for me, like do all the shooting. One of my little brothers, he's like 11 now. He shot a couple of my videos when he was like nine or 10, just like hold the camera, shoot the video. And then I would take all the footage and kind of edit it together into whatever I could come up with. But yeah, for each song, I kind of want to match the energy with the video and like doing it all myself, like, directing it and then editing it and doing all of it it's just like the most pure way i can get my idea across and that's just how i love doing it. i love making videos i love creating the visual to it yeah it's so good that you have full control over that also mm-hmm. i want to give a big shout out to um camo's little brother on the dop <laughs> yeah yeah shout out to my little brothers for sure yeah, and it's cool you you thank them in the in the uh, in the YouTube descriptions too. Like you're, I do, yeah, giving credit where it's due. It's really lovely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like having control of that narrative, like that's that's so much better, right? Like, I can't imagine what yeah. it would be like to like sign to a record label and then be like, oh, we're gonna do this video. We want you, you know, we're chain and well, you know, like yeah, yeah, having like full creative control over my music and my video, just like what I want it to be. It's like. It's really, it's really amazing what, like, I can just kind of do whatever I'm feeling. So my videos are just like, they got stupid shit in them. Cause it's just like, I either ran out of footage or I'm like, just, I want to like, this is like the funny part of the video. I want to put some stupid memes in or some shit like, <laughs> and some of them it's like crazy on the effects. And it's, it's hard. Cause final cut is not the best editing program for detailed effects. Like, I, but I'm so used to it. Same with like logic, what I used to make music. It's like, I have put so much time into the software and I know how to use it. Like I know all the ins and outs of it. It's like, I don't even know why I, why I'd switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've got the Apple sponsorship on the way. We've got logic, final cut pro both. Yeah. I got the full Apple suite, (laughs) very heavy in the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, crazy I feel like well first of all K- KV man I hope I'm saying that right says uh, Camo needs a fat Cuban link I'm assuming for his next video uh, <laughs> he's talking about the chain um, I yeah. think he's talking about the chain let's go he's talking about a cigar um, yeah. but let's uh, let's run one of your videos um, let's play gloves uh, yeah. on, on YouTube let's go Thank you. 
Yo, big tune. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Fire video too, though. Video. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Yes. We got a couple yeah. of people. Burn CDs. This sounds amazing. Completely correct. Um, Quanic. Quanic. I hope I'm saying that right. This scene is a reference to all the pirated software camo users. So, incoming Apple sponsorship. <laughs> Probably not happening. <laughs> Gloves trivia. This there is a spelling error in this music video. From yeah, there's a spelling error. Yeah. What's the, I spelled evaluation wrong. It says evolution. Oh shit. And I didn't I didn't I didn't see that in the uh in the final watch through before I uploaded it, but yeah. But yo, that's keeping it real, you know, it's you know Yeah. <laughs> DIY, this is a one this is a like two guy operation here, like this is DIY at its finest. No spell check spelling for the little errors, bro. yeah. <laughs> No spell check, no. He was like, all good, man. <laughs> hey, we got a question yeah, from Trox. He probably couldn't even spell his own name back then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we got a question from Trops777, and it's a good question, and I'd like to know it too. Does Kmo okay. eat mac and cheese? Oh, of course. I love mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese, Kraft dinner, delicious. The Annie's mac and cheese is good too. Good homemade mac and cheese, any kind of mac and cheese. Really, I'm a big connoisseur of mac and cheese. Absolutely. If if you invest in the cheese, the mac and cheese gets better. That's that's the ratio. Um. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now this was that was shot in Vancouver. I'd love to know where. Just this is probably very very limited to Vancouver people in the chat. But where in Vancouver was that shot? This is actually shot in Surrey, which is yes, Surrey, my hometown. Technically, technically it's own city right technically it's own city which yeah so if i tell people i'm from vancouver it's a lie because i don't want them knowing i'm from surrey but um I, there's shots like patella bridge yeah um one of the shots there is like i'm on the sky train and i'm shooting out the window for some b-roll stuff so i think you can see the patella bridge yeah there's some there's some vancouver locations there but mostly like surrey locations shout out surrey Just, like, a lot of random. good people from Surrey. A lot of good people. That's true. There's a lot of good people from Surrey. Uh, yeah, it's basically like all the locations. I was just walking around with my brother at night, like looking for stuff that looks cool, just like on our bikes. And we're like going around trying to find a location. And I was like, this looks dope. Let's shoot here and whatever. It's super spontaneous. I wasn't kind of looking for locations or anything. It's it's a nice, there's a lot of very scenic things in Surrey and you're pretty close to the border there. So, I'm, I mean, White Rock also is pretty much Surrey, right? Like, can we, can you, just, can you just claim White Rock as Surrey? I think White Rock is technically Surrey. It's like South Surrey, yeah. Yeah, okay. We're in agree yeah. agreement there. Um, and then yeah. <laughs> we got NJ2AK uh, in the chat. He said, shout out, I think Stomp Down Killers. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. That's some OG Surrey shit right there. Yeah, it's, those, those guys are kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Um, but speaking of Canada stuff, I I, I do really want to like I'm I'm in Canada. I'm broadcasting to you from Mount Pleasant right now. Shout out Nardwar, oh, 
Shout out, um, you know, Canadian. Shout content. out Nardwar for you. I, I love Mount Pleasant. If I was going to like move out of Surrey, I want to move to Mount, Mount Pleasant. It's so, so dope over there. Please come visit. We yeah. got good food. I'll buy you coffee, lunch, whatever. I owe you one. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I want to know, like, um, what does being from Vancouver or Surrey provide you with, like, musically? Is it Does it inspire you? Um, yeah, I think especially from, like, being here in Surrey, it's like I never really had a music scene here i never found like a scene because i was just like going to school in surrey and it's like the school i was going to it's like no one was really no one else was really doing music it was just like kind of a very people just focusing on school and like getting into a university but i was like totally the opposite like just trying to make songs and my teacher sometimes didn't appreciate it because i'd be like making a beat in class um but <laughs> It's like that. Ins I think it kind of inspired me to like not want to do. I think inspiration comes from like challenging circumstances sometimes because I didn't really have anyone in my life that was like telling me at school like I wasn't going to a music school. Or I wasn't going to like music classes. It was like just whatever random high school classes. And I didn't have that many in-person friends who were telling me who I could like go collaborate with in person it was just like all online but I think like going to shows and music festivals especially like Fade in the Park which is like I, I I started going when I was super young with my dad he took me like years and years ago and that was like a big inspiration like seeing all these artists that I've listened to online forever seeing them live it's like live music is such a uh, a different art to like just listening to music in headphones it's like you can have a song that sounds really not that good on headphones, but like live, the song is like amazing. Especially DJs, like they know how to use like whatever crazy live edits they have. It's like going to shows especially was a super big inspiration to me because I would, even at festivals, I would like see random artists I'd never heard of before and be like, yo, this shit's really sick. Like I'm definitely going to check this artist, artist out. Like going to Contact and Faded, those are like the two festivals I went to. Those are, those are some big inspirations, yeah. That's super dope, man. I, I love hearing that because um, I know Kanye. I, I know Kanye West is probably not the greatest artist to talk about right now, but in this context, um, yeah, he 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 talked about. Um, I I, re I remember hearing the story about how when he released Graduation, um, it was after he went on tour with U two. Again, this might not be like the greatest reference, but basically, he went from playing like clubs and stuff to stadium shows. And I really love yeah. that you talked about that because even festival shows, you know, it's almost about like how do, how do you create music for that environment right do you, like so it's mm -hmm. not going to it's going to sound clear on a big system it's going to impact yeah. it's going to be a, a drop or is going to be a way that it affects people in that environment when they're tripping mm -hmm. out or whatever you know how yeah. do you speak to that environment really well you know yeah like that's that's a that's definitely something you got to think about when you're when you're a musician like how is this going to translate live like what's my show going to be like Right. What's like the flow going to be when I played faded, it was like, I knew I wanted to do live vocals, but also DJ. So it was basically a set of all original music and edits and remixes that my friends have done too. And I was just DJing and like running back and forth from the booth and singing with my live auto tune. Like, yeah, it's, I, I had special versions for a bunch of my songs that I was like, this is going to be crazier live. That's so, dope. Yeah. So, um, 
so um, if you're if you're not familiar with Kmo DJ sets in the chat, go check them out because the DJ sets, the ones that you post on YouTube are super dope. So especially with all the energy, you really you give it. Yeah. it's a full performance. You know, it's no just it's no shoegazy shit. It's like the real deal. You're going hard. You know, so yeah, that was for like that was before I even ever had the chance to play like actually live. I was like, there's these online festivals my friends are doing, and I was like. This is my Coachella right here. Like I'm putting my all into this online set, so I just got to make it good. Yeah. Well, is that something you want to do more of? Like maybe create more of a like a live show with like I don't know musicians or something. Yeah, I would love to. Like I I would it would be super dope to do um, a live like more live shows in the future where I actually have like live instruments happening. I'm trying to learn how to play guitar because some songs that I'm working on I'm trying to incorporate guitar into because it's like guitar VSTs, like they're pretty, they're getting pretty good, but it's something about like actually playing the guitar. That's hard to replicate on a computer, like strumming and everything. So I've been, I've been trying to learn how to play guitar because I really want to eventually have songs with the guitar and like play guitar on stage while singing. Cause it's just think the silhouette of like someone standing with the mic and like playing guitar. It's just like super powerful and something that's like, really inspiring so i just want to i want to be able to do that also live drums too like my buddy eric uh eric doa he he went on tour and i i I came out with juno who was opening to do a couple songs at fortune here in vancouver that was super dope um but he's got like full live band guitar bass and drums which is crazy because he kind of translated it into that live realm when all of his shit was like programmed drums and everything and just like making it work with a full band is super cool. I'd love to do a full band in the future for sure for my live shows. Yeah, man. You know, um, Playboy Cardi, he got a, he got that live guitar going on. Yeah. Uh, that, that's sick. Like, that's a really cool thing to do. He's got like the special live guitar intros for all this. Stuff. Yeah, he, he's got a really good live show. And that guy who plays yeah. guitar from uh, OG Volta, shout out Mark OG Volta. He he produces, like he did a bunch of shit for Donda on the Donda record. And okay. he, he's super, he's really dope, man. Um that's dope. i didn't know that That's yeah. cool. he's in la man you'll probably end up doing a session with that guy <laughs> yeah that'd be dope yeah um, i'm really trying to find cool people to do sessions with that'd be super sick yeah uh also um uh are you familiar with you must be familiar with shlomo um yeah yeah for he, sure that, re- that last record he did he used a lot of guitar on that it was really dope um if you haven't heard that in the chat anybody um check that out shlomo i can't remember what it's called but the shlomo record it's uh Shit, what's that? We did it, the collective, those guys. Super dope. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then just to clarify, uh, no, I wasn't dissing Shoegaze. I love Shoegaze Music Clinic. Um, it was just more of a statement about how DJs don't look up a lot. I'm guilty of that myself, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do have some questions in the chat. I'm going to just quickly jump in here. Uh, we're Okay, we got... Uh... Okay, no, we we can probably move on from here. Oh, no. Any music with Oliver Tree soon? I saw that picture with you and him. I'm not too familiar with who that is. Do you know who that is? Me and him? I, do I have a picture with Oliver Tree? I don't. I don't even know if I have a picture with Oliver Tree. I met. I think he was at like a party I was at in LA, but I, I didn't even like meet him. I didn't talk to him. If there's a picture of me and Oliver Tree that I don't remember taking or something, please someone send that to me. But. Um, yeah no he's he's cool i like his stuff like it'd be dope to do music with him in the future that's uh that's a very la thing to happen though to get a photo with somebody yeah. you don't realize and forget about it um 
<laughs> Shout out to the homies in LA though. I'll be back in LA next week. Looking forward to being back down there. But let's keep it on the nice. subject of Vancouver. Um, yeah. Before we go too far, um, are you getting any funding from Creative BC or CanCon? Because like you really should. <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah, I don't really know too much about that. I probably should be looking into that though. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, that's definitely. One I've of heard there's a lot of a lot of really cool like offers that they are willing to just like help you out help you out with lots of shit whatever you're doing yeah not gonna lie it's a lot of paperwork but they will help you pay for your music video so they can get you off the pirated final cut pro and maybe official version yes what what are you talking about no pirating <laughs> software here everything's legally downloaded and paid for that's awesome um yeah Hey, this is really great, man. Thank you. I want to say thanks again. And thanks to everyone who's tuned in in the chat right now. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's great to have you here. Yes, thank you. And this pod, this this podcast is live. We're doing it right now in real time. And it will be mm -hmm. available later for people who want to watch it on YouTube and stuff like that. So, yeah, you so. can. If you missed the first bit or whatever, you can check it back. Um, and you mentioned Eric DOA. And you have a song with him. Um, yeah. Love that tune. Um, what's your, how did you. you How did you get linked up with him? uh discord literally through discord i met so many people through discord that's where i met all my friends i was actually staying at his house in la for like a month when i was there i just got back a couple days ago that was super super awesome to like m meet him again because i the first time i met him was in vancouver when he came to fortune but um super like amazing guy he's super nice he's like one of my really good friends um yeah i just kind of had this this song, this open, I just like didn't know what to do for this verse. And I was like, you know what? I think Eric would go crazy on this. So I just sent it to him. He literally sent me his vocals. I was like, send me some footage for you in the music video. I was expecting like him like rapping along or something. He literally just sends me footage of him like walking the street for like 20 seconds. And I was like, I guess I'm working with this. <laughs> it's a dope yeah. video though. Do you mind if I, if I, if we play that song actually? Yeah, you can play it too. Yeah. Okay. Um... That's also shout out my, shout out my brother for filming that one. Let me pull this up. I think I got some ads to get through on this one, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're trying to, sorry about this. that. <laughs> no, that's my bad. They're going to sell those plugins. We'll just politely wait for them to finish and then we'll share the screen. All right, here we go. Uh, one second.
Yes. Thank you. We came back while you're uh, munching. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, Tropes, do you love Sans Sans Serif more than Papyrus? That's sad. Papyrus is definitely <laughs> the goat font. Um, Papyrus is the world's best font. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love uh, I love Papyrus. It's it's like a love hate relationship, right? Like, yeah, yeah it is love hate relationship. I'd say my actual favorite font is like helvetica but like helvetica with two l's it's the one that's like it's helvetica that's one made but it's got like random spacing and all the characters so that's like just <laughs> off every word yeah that one's super funny death metal helvetica yeah death metal right there <laughs> um yeah i, I want i'm actually curious if four colors x here i'm i don't know if he is but i'm curious to know what his favorite font is also he seems to be very design friendly um yeah guy now, um, you, you also covered Chuck, Chuck Sutton's track, Rosetta. So that's kind of a hard one to say all these words together. Yeah. Chuck is a really talented producer too. And um, you know, I want to shout out, big shout out to Chuck. I met him at South by Southwest, maybe 2016. He's like a super oh, creative and cool dude. Um, definitely yeah, he's the best. Yeah. So how did, you, how did you link up or how did that kind of come about, that, doing that cover for, for Chuck? Um, I was just like a fan of him really for, for a while. And I, and I heard that song. I was like, definitely want to do something with this. Cause I really like the melody a lot. I was like, I want to do a take on this track. Um, and I, and then I talked to him about it, but yeah, kind of after I made that cover, he, he, I think he found my music just from that cover really. And that's how we kind of became friends and like wanted to work on shit together. We still haven't really done that much music together, but I've, I've been friends with him for a while. Yeah, he's known me for a couple of years now. He's really amazing producer, super talented, great dancer too. Like he's fire. But I didn't even know he lived in LA, and he texted me like a couple of days ago, like, "Yo, like, how you doing?" And you like, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I was in LA for a month. I had no idea you lived there." Like, crazy, because I think he just moved there from like New Jersey or something. But yeah, definitely when I go to LA, I'm gonna link up with him for sure. Make some cool music with him. That'd be super sick really inspiring yeah we need to get um the business development grant from cancon for the next trip to la <laughs> and yeah, we also true. need the the video fact grant so kmo's videos get more money and you can buy the cube link yeah i need to look into that i can just i want i would just get yeah use the video grant get my brother like a slightly better iphone to shoot on and then uh get like a cuban link We'll throw in the Cuban cigar too. Like we'll just go all out for the next video. Yeah, I yeah. mean that might be hard on the the budget line. Oh, justifying the the Cuban link expense might blow the budget, but you know why might. not? Give it a try. See what happens. Yeah, that's all I really need. <laughs> but um, now you're gonna have to excuse this next question because I'm an old washed skater, and um, I was really bugged out that your dad is like a pro skater, uh, Moses at Conan. I hope I'm yeah. saying the name right. I apologize. Yeah, that's how you say it. Yeah. But for those who don't know in the chat, um, maybe because you're a lot younger than me, Moses was a member of the Red Dragon Skate Crew and was one of the OG skaters from Vancouver with Mick, Rick, Mick, Mick Rickrank? Rick McRank and Colin McKay. Um, yeah. That's so dope, dude. I just got. I, I think yeah. that's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> what was that like mm. as as your dad being like this like OG pro skater? It's super sick. I love skateboarding. Like, uh, skateboarding is a big part of my life when I'm not music making music. 
or like yeah i'm basically just skateboarding whenever i'm not making songs because i love skateboarding shout out to my dad for like forcing me to skateboard when i was like six on a, he like got me my first skateboard like yeah it's it's awesome i like wear i wear a lot of the rds shit still like uh he gets me a lot of free shit like i'm always repping that hardcore like wherever i go skateboards too like i'm always getting stuff from him yeah it's really dope that he uh that he's so good at skateboarding because <laughs> yes it's like and it's good that i'm like it's kind of embarrassing because i'm really not that good at skateboarding which is embarrassing when my dad's literally like vancouver goat but um when people find that out it's like embarrassing for me but at least i have music so i'm like i put effort into something guys like come on <laughs> but um if i spent all the time making music i did skateboarding i'd probably be way better than i am now but yeah it's it's super sick like getting to meet a bunch of like i went to california with him like when i was super young to he was doing like a skate trip or like a trade show or something uh that was super cool but yeah I mean, I think he's probably grateful in some ways because, like, when you get older and you've been a skateboarder, your bones, man, like, it's just yeah. not good for the old health. Thank go thank goodness he lives in Canada where we have, like, free healthcare and stuff because that shit's <laughs> not cheap. Um, no, yeah, it's crazy. And um, and uh, I was going to say, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, music is ob obviously a lot easier on the bones. Shout out to Skull Skates. You had the Skull Skates hoodie and a, and a couple oh, of yeah. things that were super dope. Yeah, for sure. Love Skull Skates. I, I wear that a lot. But does dad, does your dad like rock with your, with your music? Does he, he's, I must be supportive, right? He's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's so supportive. Like he totally understands what I'm doing because he didn't like go the traditional route or anything. Like he was like dropped out of school and he was like 16 going on a skateboard tour. Like I'm sure his parents were not super stoked about that, but like he kind of understands where I was coming from, like wanting to pursue this dream of mine to do music. And he's always been like super supportive. Like I think he was probably like my top listener on SoundCloud, maybe for like the majority of my, my career. Like, I think he still might be up there. Like most listens to my song is like, he's up there for sure. But yeah, big supporter of my music. Yeah. He's the goat. Yeah. Well, it's like a family affair. Big up Mo's, uh, Kamo's dad. That's hella dope, man. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I guess that's cool too. Like he's probably a good role model in that way where he can't really like say, Oh, don't do, don't follow your dreams. Don't, don't do what I did. It was terrible because he was really good yeah. at it, you know? Yeah. And he's like doing good now too, like with, with all of his distribution and with the brand and everything, like being a pro skater, figuring out how, like when you get older, you can't just be a pro skater anymore. You got to figure out how to turn into a business. He did a really good job doing that. Yeah. That's it's dope. kind of like a, definitely a, a inspiration to me for sure. Um, now, a lot of people, like, I think a, a lot of people will probably be, like, getting into your music, and speaking of role modeling, you know, do you ever consider that, like, oh, yeah, there's fans of mine that kind of want to, like, try and sound like Kamo now? Um, mm. Like, if you were to, like, kind of give advice or, like, I don't know, give them a cheat code or something that you want to share with people about, like, that kind of stuff or just getting into music or making music, like, what would you, mm -hmm. what would you tell them? I would tell them, like literally just open up whatever doll you're using or whatever you want to make and just try and learn it all just try and figure out what everything does click around and just like experiment with everything i i didn't even think about looking up youtube tutorials until like way too long i just like was kind of sitting in front of logic just like clicking around and trying to figure out how to use it but i think youtube tutorials are dope too you can learn so much cool shit on youtube 
Like you don't have to pay for anything. There's free tutorials, basically how to do anything in any DAW. Like, and you can find like lots of free DAWs too. Um, online stuff like apps on your phone like Steve Lacey uses fucking whatever he uses GarageBand to make like some hit songs like crazy just right on your phone like you can do anything so don't don't like um, don't try and think that you need to buy expensive equipment or buy crazy plugins because you can basically do everything like majority of stuff for free and just like find your own sound by making whatever music you want to make yeah that's absolutely right, and it, it seems appropriate not to kind of piggyback off that too hard. But uh, <laughs> we got a we got a free DAW. Serato makes a free DAW, so go get that. Yeah, for if you sure. want to sort of start somewhere. Um, True. But yeah, if, if you you know Logic is not free, so you know. <laughs> no, Logic is not free. But there's plenty of free options out there. Like, go for it. You could probably find find uh, lots of cool shit online. So yeah, absolutely. A lot of good tutorials. A lot of cool people to learn from. Just like make music, whatever whatever you'd want to listen to, like whatever music you like listening to, make a song that you would want to listen to. That's what I think. Like, would I want to listen to this song like on repeat? Like, do I make music that I would like want to listen to? I make music so that I have like cool music to listen to. That's yeah. really that's so important, man. I think mm -hmm. I think that's really. For some people, it's like it's it's weird because the uh, I one time I was at school and my friend was like, "Are you listening to your own song right now?" And it's like, I'm listening to my own song, man. This shit is so sick. Like, why would I not listen to this song? This is a dope song. It's like, I don't know. It's it's weird when people are like, that's weird if you listen to your own music. It's like, no, it's not. I like this song a lot. Well, I think that's yeah. a good a, a thing, though. Like, it's I think a lot of musicians, uh, and I, I'm kind of guilty of this, too, have a little bit of self-doubt sometimes about their own creations. Mm -hmm. And sharing it sometimes gives you sharing it and then getting positive feedback reassures that you don't suck, right? Sometimes it will, yeah, people, exactly. will let, people will let you know you suck, but the more you do it and you don't yeah. give up, people will start, oh, that doesn't suck. Oh, that's better. You know, and I think yeah. that kind of stuff is really helpful too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like putting it out there, especially like on SoundCloud and stuff, people like commenting. I used to get like <laughs> mean comments on my old music because it would get picked up by someone like on a repost and like people would just see it and not know I'm like a 12 year old on like Logic trying to make a song. They'd be like, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. And I just kind of kept going and just like, yeah, putting it out and hearing feedback from people is like a really important thing or playing it for your friends and it's like hearing if they like it or if they don't like it. Play a song for your mom. If you're, my friend told me if, if your mom likes your song, then it's probably like a really good song. Yeah. Wow. It's hard, man. Mm -hmm. Moms are tough critics sometimes. And sometimes they, they may not have the best taste. So, um, that's true. You yeah. gotta be careful. Some of my some of my like top performing songs I played for my mom. She was like, eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. But it's really true though, and I and I I mean if if you're if you're a DJ as well as a producer, right? You gotta play your shit. Like you gotta play your tracks because for a long yeah. time, I think uh you know I I I'll just not to make it too personal, but I would not play my own remixes or my own edits and my tracks because mm -hmm. I felt like oh other people should do that and I should just play other people's stuff, but. If you don't play your stuff, like who's gonna play it? Like how are people gonna get like stoked about it, right? You yeah, exactly. Kind of sure. Believe in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, Quanic said he played a Camo song for my mom, and she exploded. I'm sorry, man. That's, um, <laughs> that's, I'm so sorry. That sucks. That was not probably what yeah. it was intended for. Um, I know. But um, hey, I have a question that we ask everybody who comes on the show, and um, I'd love to get your answer. Uh, feel free to answer it as 
deep or as quick as you want, however is best. But um, what does the power of music mean to you? The power of music mean to me? I think the power of music is like, let me think about that for a second here. The power of music, what does that mean to me? Music is like everything to me in my life. It's like what I put, what I channel my emotions through. It's what I do in my free time. It's what I do when I should be doing schoolwork. Like it's what I'm listening to constantly in the day. It's like music gets me through everything. It's like even the most mundane tasks, if you're listening to like good music, it can make it more, it can make it awesome. It can make it exciting. You can listen to a new, new album while you're doing your work or whatever. Like, music can like and it can evoke such strong emotions like your body like you get like goosebumps on your body if you hear a good song that's like crazy shit it's like what my body has like a physical reaction to this song it's like or you cry to like a really sad song it's like music is so powerful it's like way more powerful than words like if yeah music is 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 powerful in that way to me where it's like everything in my life can be explained with music basically that's yeah. awesome. That's so that's so dope, mm -hmm. man. Thank you for that. And then like if you're going to collaborate with somebody, if if you could collaborate with anybody, and now that you're going to LA, this might become more and more of a more of a reality, but who who would be like your ultimate like I don't know, it doesn't have to be a collab album, it could just be like one song, but like whatever you'd want to collaborate with, who would that be? I want to collab with Skrillex. That'd be super sick. He's like ever since I was little like big inspiration. I just like He's, his sound design is crazy. I would love to do that. I really want to work with 10trix Point Never. Like, wow. really cool, really cool sounds and shit. Like, he was making music so far ahead of everyone else. Um, yeah. And I, I really wanted to collab with Sophie, too. Sophie was one of my, my biggest inspirations. Rest in peace to her. Like, she's really amazing. Was making, like, boundary-breaking music, like, light years before, um, before its time. But yeah, those those ones and definitely Blade and Echo Two K as well. Those are two the the Swedish legends. They're like my favorite. So collabing with them would be really sick. But basically, even if I don't get a collab with them, just like hanging out with them or just like talking to them and like understanding their inspiration and their philosophy behind music would just be super inspiring. Yeah, yeah you know what's really cool is that you talked about specifically Skrillex and his sound design and his mixing. And that's something mm -hmm. I really hear a lot in your music. Like it's really, it's very well, it's like you can tell you've, you've spent time really perfecting that or, or, or getting to a point where you're really happy with it. And um, last week we mm -hmm. had a guy called Zach Witness on who, who was also a very, very talented uh, sound design and mix, mixing guy. Um, he, uh, he, we had a conversation about this and I thought it might be good to revisit it just because he, he was saying like, you know, like instruments, uh, the voice, these are characteristics of a song, but mixing is almost like such a huge component now. It's almost the kind of thing that defines it and moves music genres and the sound of music forward. Um, what's your take yeah. on, on something like that? Mixing, yeah. I think mixing is really important because it's like, you might have a really good idea, but if like a, gen like a random person hears it, if it's not mixed well, they're going to be like this is like not what I'm used to. Cause if they're used to more mainstream music, it's all super polished and perfected. Then like, if like a top 40 pop listener hears like a shoegaze song, it's like, what is going on? Like, this sounds like nothing that I've, that I understand. Mixing is like super powerful because 
mixing a song in different ways just com completely changed the song. Like, I I really think that spending like too much time fussing over mixing can sometimes like get rid of that sort of edge or that creativity. Like, spend all your time really just making the idea, and then like, I I mix my songs as I go. I don't really do any mixing. Um, afterwards, I'm just like mixing as I'm making it. But um, yeah, mixing is like lots of genres are totally based on how they're mixed. Like shoegaze music is mixed like super like washed out crazy. There's like um, there's a like Cartier God. He does like some crazy mixing where his songs are just like compressed to shit and it's just like no dynamic range, just like heavy compression. And it's like technically that's terrible. That's not how music is meant to sound. But like create like creatively, creatively wise creativity wise i guess um that's like it's crazy it's like di super different people will just like however you mix a song is like can really define the actual song and like what what people think of it yeah yeah hey and that's a good point random fat kid 811 that's your username right um he says uh they say sorry people who make the uh, make the song and then mix it are effing maniacs and i kind of agree like it is <laughs> it is kind of like another level though right like if you mix as yeah. you go, it's kind of like you're constantly carving it away. It's like a piece of wood and you're mm. getting your picture out. Yeah. If you make the song and then you mix it, I, I wonder if that's hard. I, I also think, though, that like some of my favorite albums and more like, I guess, traditional albums have a cohesive mix throughout the whole thing. And I wonder, yeah. like, you've done a lot of singles. You've done, you put, like, I know mm. primarily your singles. Is, is an album something that you want to make? And if you are going to make an album, would you mix it, like, a whole its own thing you know like a piece of it of art yeah one whole thing or would you do it kind of individually mm -hmm. yeah i've been dropping a lot of singles because i'm really just trying to figure out like i'm still trying to find my sound and like what i want my project to be um i really love to do an album i'm just working on songs constantly but like an album where it's all cohesively mixed and all the songs are like are are kind of one like presented as one unit and this one kind of idea is like super sick. And I think if I was going to do an album, I'd probably go through and mix everything. Some, some albums where they have like the gapless, like transitions into next song, super sick. Like I would love to do that. Sometimes it sounds kind of goofy if someone's listening to the single on Spotify or whatever, <laughs> Yeah, uh, when it like starts to transition into like another song and then it just like cuts. But, um, doing an album like that would be super dope too like where it's all trans kind of like one fluid body of work almost yeah yeah, yeah i'd yeah. love to hear that right now it's like doing singles it's super fun but actually like making it a whole project with this unified idea is like something that's definitely in the future for me for sure that's awesome well can you can you like let us know what you got coming up or is there anything that like you you know that we can you can share with with us either songs or tours or or shows yeah i got i got a bunch of songs in the bank i'm gonna have some shit dropping soon hopefully um i'm doing a lot of production for other people too so like stay on the lookout i guess on my whatever you'll hear my beats or whatever through other people um because that's like another thing that's inspiring to me is like collaborating with people and just like producing for rappers or pop people doing songwriting like that's super sick but definitely like expect some more music in the in the future very near future um yeah i'm hoping to drop like a couple more singles this year maybe or um 
at least one more single this year before I kind of go into like maybe an EP or album rollout. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. I got stuff in the works. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, you know, speaking of collaborations, um, just if we can continue on that just for a second, um, would you ever entertain someone like doing the music production and and you just focusing on vocal or vice versa, just producing a whole Um, album for a vocalist? I've done that before. I've done some songs that are on SoundCloud where it's um, like just my vocal on someone else's beat. And uh, that was kind of like a strange idea to me at first because I was like, I'm making the song. It's like, I'm going to do all of it. But then everyone was like, well, that's not usually how it works. It's like other people have a helping hand as well. But I think for my artist stuff, like I am basically like producer first almost in that way. Like I'm thinking like a producer where most of the time when I start a song, I just make a beat and then I'm writing on the beat afterwards. And I'm not usually like writing before the beat. So I think if I was going to do an album, it would, it would, probably mainly just be like fully self-produced fully my vocals and with like very limited uh features on it for sure because i just like to make something that's like 100 percent true to me and this is like my vision executed through my hands and through my through my um my uh my laptop i guess <laughs> <laughs> i really respect yeah. that though man that's that, that's that's yeah but i'm 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 super down for working with other people like that's even if I don't end up releasing whatever I make with someone, it's like we still grow as artists when you collaborate with each other. And uh, I've done some songs where it's literally just my beat and a future vocalist on it too. Um, I like doing that too as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I if I can talk about this, but um, when I spoke to Four Color Zach, we we talked about you know certain R and B artists getting production or songwriting from Kmo. So I'll just leave it at that. But uh whatever yeah. that could be would be super fire like uh i don't know yeah that that r&b artist that i can't talk about would be super dope to have production from camo you know what i mean yeah 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 um and then uh lastly this is kind of like a, a bit of a producer nerd chat um but do you start do you start your when you start production do you um start drums first or or do you do samples melodies first um it really depends on like whatever song I'm making. It's different every single time, but usually I'm I'm starting with the main melody or the main chords first. And but some songs I've really started like I made a drum loop because I just wanted to experiment with a different groove and then kind of build around that. But I usually like to let the melody almost if the melody can work and have like a little groove to it by itself, then it's like the drums are just kind of an added layer there to me because I think doing like everything before the drums and it already has a dope groove it's like you can think about okay do i even want the song to have drums it's like most of the time i do but it's like if the song can live and have like a, its own groove and like something that you can bop your head along to without drums at all like that's a super that's something that can be challenging to a lot of people but that's like super validating when if you like have a song and you listen to it with no drums it's like it still has a very defined groove it's like that's super dope yeah you know you know you know who i think does that really well actually is i mean i don't know i know it's not just him but like frank ocean and his vision mm-hmm. of what he does with his albums are really so interesting like kind of like yeah there's just like it's almost like sometimes they're quite abstract but 
the sound design and and Kanye to to a less to, as well. You know, they'll, they'll just really strip things back and it'll just be like vocals and like moody sounds. And it's like, wow, dude, like there's so much space, you know? And yeah, very interesting, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. Super, super sick. Yeah, Frank Ocean does that a lot. Yeah, Kanye does that well too. And um, on that actually, um, like I'd love to know like who is someone you're listening to currently or that you've just discovered that you'd want to share with with us. Um, sorry, wait. Can you say that again? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so who is someone that you're like just listening to now or or you've just discovered that you know you'd want to put on or have us discover and listen oh, yeah. to as well? Guys need need to listen to this artist. They've been in the chat for a little bit, but Quanic, they are fucking crazy. Like their shit they're putting out right now is like not enough people are hearing this music. It's amazing. The album that they're working on is so sick. They kind of make like this I don't even know what to call it, like shoegaze inspired rock, like whatever, crazy. They make really cool music. I think people need to listen to Jane Remover more. I think they're finally getting their name put on the map, but Jane Remover is amazing. Um, yeah, there's there's so many cool people making music. Brayden, uh, BPIV, they making cool music. Like, um, I think more people need to listen to Days God for real. This guy from New York, like Days God's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of some other artists here that I can put on right now, but <laughs> mainly my friends. You guys got to listen to my friends. Like, they're making cool music. I'm inspired by my friends. Like, uh, <laughs> you thought I was an internet. No, yeah, yeah. I, I'm inspired by my friends, like, and and they're making really cool music that not not enough people are hearing, for sure. And if you haven't heard of Blade either, you should check out Blade because Blade's kind of cool. If I you just, hated it, that's normal, but you'll get used to it. Yeah, he yeah. does come up a lot and and uh, stuff with you for some mm -hmm. for some reason. So I'm I'm glad to hear that it's 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 from a place of love. It's not a <laughs> it's not sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Well, Quanic, yeah, thank you for tuning in and thanks for being in the chat, Quanic. Um, I'm gonna have to check you out if you want. Um, actually, yeah, if you can, Quanic, if you're if you're able to, can you just DM, uh, DM me and I'll I'll share your your SoundCloud in the Serato Discord. Um, if that's cool, if you want that, I'll happily or whatever whatever your platform of choice is. Um, but um, Kamo, before you go, um, Actually, if actually, well, before you go, if we have people in the in the chat that do have specific questions for Kmo, now is the time to, to put those questions in here because we're taking up a lot of Kmo's valuable time. Um, but I do have a question for oh, you, Kmo. Um, yeah. Oh, just whisper me on t on Twitch, dude. Uh, Quanic, it, it's just the cut corners. I'm in the chat, um, and yeah. um, I was gonna ask. Sorry, I was gonna ask you, Kmo. Funk music, yes or no? Like P-H-O? Yes. Funk? Yes, yeah. I think it's super dope, like, the the older stuff, but the new, like, kind of TikTok drift funk, like, wave, whatever, it's, like, kind of played out at this point. But, like, actual true funk music is super sick. I really fuck with it a lot. But I think lots of the stuff people are, like, calling funk, like, the drift funk that's on TikTok it's it's kind of i don't know maybe i'm just like not i haven't dove deep enough into it but it kind of just has super played out to me it's like the same sound just over and over and over again which is dope for some music if you fuck with that like that's super sick like but for me it's it's not personally for me but yeah that's yeah. my opinion on funk 
I do quite enjoy Ryan Celsius's YouTube channel. Is I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, if you're familiar with mm. Ryan Celsius, I like his videos. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I've given him a shout out in here before. We've got to get him on the. I don't think he'll come on the podcast. He's not really a chatty guy. It doesn't seem like. But one day. <laughs> um, the question from Tropes Seven 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 is. Um, my question is: Does Kmo have any more music with Small Mall? <laughs> Um, no, I don't have any more music with Small Mall. Um, it would, it would be cool to work with them in the future. I'd love to work with Small Mall. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then I wanted to make an apology to, um, random F at kid, uh, for mispronouncing your name. I'm pretty sure you were just, just, just trolling me, but <laughs> in case for whatever reason I was not, my apologies. Um, but yeah, is there anyone you want to shout out, Kmo? I mean, I think we can probably wrap it up around here. Oh, hang on. Ran- Random if at kid eight one one says, Kmo, what's your favorite Leroy song? Oh, my favorite Leroy song. Um, I. L- they got some long titles. I really like. Um, I'd love it when the stupid boys come around, or. What's that? What's that other Leroy song called? I don't know. All the Leroy songs are sick. I love Leroy so much. Um, oh yeah, World Sour is Honey. That's a really good one. Shout out Leroy. We love Leroy. Awesome. But yeah, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna shout out anyone else right now that you need to listen to, there's this band called The Sundays. They're older, but I listen to them a lot right now. If you haven't checked, if you haven't heard of them, you should check them out. They got some cool music. Traditional yeah. spelling, like The Sundays, like the day of the yeah, week. Yeah, The Days Sundays. Yeah. Okay. No. Funny letters upside down. No, no, funny. Funniness. <laughs> okay, cool. That's just simple. I, we got to be clear on this because, you know, yeah, a lot of that's stuff. True. That's true. Yeah. Um, I have a question on behalf of that girl, Eris. She didn't ask this question, but it's more of a question that I think would be an interesting question to ask you. Last minute. What's your do? You, what's your opinion of drum and bass? And do you have a favorite drum and bass song? Mm, drum and bass. Questions. Sorry. Yes. Um, I, I love drum and bass. Drum and bass is really sick. I haven't really listened to like dove that deep into actual like drum and bass music. So I don't know if I could say it, my favorite song off the top of my head, but um, I, I, I should probably listen to more drum and bass because I love, I've like every time I've heard it, especially live too. And just like classic drum and bass, it's, it's, it's really dope. And like jungle too. Love that. I love that shit so much. It's, it's an inspiration to me. Like I think uh, dirty bird or gum and days God too. they, they both are like some newer artists who are making jungle music that inspires me. So I definitely did like dive deeper and check out older drum and bass. I think Mala is really sick. Mm. Uh, I think I've heard a couple songs from them. They make sick music. So yes. Well, that girl Eris has a fire DMB playlist. If um, she's happy to share it, she is a mod. So if she's willing to share yes. this podcast, uh, this- your drum and bass playlist. I'd love to. I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Um, and, and I asked that mainly because, um, yeah, like you obviously used the Amen break beat in uh, Gloves, mm-hmm. and that's one of the best break beats of all time. That's true. Probably is the best break beat, yeah. That's definitely top five, no mm-hmm. question. Uh, okay, we got sure. another one. If we're going we're gonna to kind of wrap this up in five more minutes, but um, random F at kid 811, just to be sure I'm getting that right. Kamo, who's your favorite dubstep producer? I, I feel like you kind of answered that one, but I don't know if Skrillex qualifies as dubstep anymore. Yeah, I don't think Skrillex really counts as dubstep anymore. But 
James Blake, classic dubstep, old James Blake dubstep is super sick. Um, yeah, but like rhythm dubstep or whatever the new kind of crazy bass dubstep that's happening right now, I think Sizzy is the best. Um, they have like super sick tunes that it's like blurring the lines between pop and like crazy heavy dubstep. They have some crazy dope remixes on their side accounts too. And they've done some shit for um, the remixes for me too. Super cool stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. They did a remix for you? Yeah, they've done it. They've done a couple remixes like on their on their second account. You can see a bunch of like there's stuff where they sample my vocals or whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's really that's dope. super dope. Um, mm -hmm. Could definitely check that out. Um, yep. Yeah, I feel yeah, like dubstep's dub kind of, I don't know, maybe this is not correct, but it feels like dubstep and drum and bass, for, as a matter of fact, are really enjoying a renaissance right now. There's like kind of like a yeah. new wave. For sure. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of it on TikTok too, like especially drum and bass. I'm hearing TikTok stuff. So TikTok has like crazy power, man. It's like putting pe putting younger people onto a lot of like older music and a lot of new music coming out of that space too. Yeah, it's dope. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, this comes up on almost every every interview we do is, is just talking about TikTok and how, and you even addressed it a little bit as like, you know, sometimes social media is kind of crazy. It can get mm. out of hand really yeah. fast. But at the same time, it's also equally as powerful as putting on and exposing us to like really great new things or old things. Mm -hmm. Do you have any specific opinion about that or navigate? Yeah, I think TikTok, like when it's used correctly and like, um for artists who are trying to promote on tiktok it's like it's a really good way to get people to hear music because the tiktok algorithm is like really powerful and it transitions uh, it translates over to streaming services very um very quickly especially if your song's like super good and people want to check it out but yeah i have a lot of friends who have like gotten a lot of success off of tiktok which is crazy because you just like share a video with your song and it's like you can immediately get offers from like every major label in the world like trying to to sign you just off of a TikTok. Even like, sometimes the song's not even out yet, and you're getting hit up by like every major label in the world trying to sign you because your song's popping on TikTok. Like, I think it's super dope. I think it's really hard. Um, labels who are trying to like get into doing TikTok for the artists, it's hard to manufacture like a viral moment. I feel um, because it's like kind of something that happens naturally. I'm sure there's probably a few examples where it's it's worked and they've manufactured kind of a success through TikTok. But I think TikTok, it's like, it's it's super culture driven and like um, stuff can just like be viral for no reason. Like there would just be like songs that gain a huge following on TikTok, even if they're super old or like tiny artists, it can just, it's it's really powerful. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. But yeah. but at the same time, like going viral could be kind of bad, right? Like that's true. Yeah, two thousand twelve, like thirteen or whatever, Harlem Shake, right? Like look at that. Like oh, that, yeah. I feel like that was so bad for Bauer in, in so many ways because it defined his career, right? Yeah, exactly. If you if you have a song that like gets giant on TikTok, hundreds of millions of streams, it's like people and you drop something next, and then it's like doesn't sound exactly like that song. People are gonna be like, "What is this? I'm not gonna listen to this." Like. I only want this one song and which is hard. Cause it's like, if you, I guess the term would be like a one hit wonder. Like if it's sadly that happens to people, like you can have a really big hit, but then it just like doesn't translate over to your other music. Um, I think people who have, 
thought like sometimes people are like oh this is gonna be another one hit wonder but they can break out of it and kind of um they can like continue to be successful even after having a giant viral like Lil Nas X like he had the Old Town Road song that was like crazy popular and I'm sure a lot of people thought like he was just gonna be a one hit wonder and he'd be gone but he's still making like crazy music still super um top like in the game right now he's he's dropping really cool shit and I think he he found a way to like totally continue that momentum forward into his newer shit yeah but yeah with bauer for harlem shake yeah that's like if your stuff gets used in like a meme like that sometimes it can it could totally like you just be known as like the harlem shake guy and then i guess that's what's happened but yeah i fuck with bauer really a lot i love bauer's music super cool producer yeah yeah i mean that's the thing that was like kind of sad is like he's obviously so much more than the harlem shake and it's like if that's what people know for like well, you're lost, really, but I do feel yeah, for him yeah. in that way, and it, yeah, I think it, like he's putting out new music now. It's great. It's like fantastic music, and yeah, I hope he can redefine that. And I think Lil Nas X is a great example of that too. Like, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and on that, would uh, is Kmo ever going to sign to a major label? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe nothing's off the table, honestly. Like, I'm I'm down for anything if you want to to come for me with an offer if you want to talk to me about that sure whatever like i've um i've definitely talked to a couple labels that have been pretty dope but uh right now i'm still independent at the moment so if one of you a r's out there thinks you got a really dope um connection like you want to work with me like feel free to hit me out hit up my manager like i'm down i'm down for whatever nothing's off the table for me honestly that's dope it's got to be on your terms though right it's got to be on my terms, yeah. I'm keeping not the masters, keeping the publishing. Keeping the pub, keeping the masters, not signing to 360. Like, I'm... You gotta let me do my own videos, my brother. <laughs> yes! Yo, that's yeah. the team. That's like like the, the OVO team or something. That's the team right there, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, look, um, I want to thank you so much for your time, um, Kmo, and, uh, you know, shout out shout out you, shout out what you're doing, shout out the family that supports you. Shout too. out to FunStep, my yeah. homies FunStep. Um, Shout out, the Shout out to everyone. Shout out to Matt Cut Corners from Serato. Shout out to Serato for hooking. You hooked me up with all the Serato shit. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. Shout out Serato. Thank you so much for having me. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm really excited what happens next. And uh, you know, thank you to everyone who tuned in on the in the chat today. Um, I think that's kind of it, though. Hey, like, is there? That's it. That's kind of a wrap. So, um, yeah, yeah. We'll be back next week, but um, stay tuned for more. <laughs>